Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. Beauties, pull up your beach chair, pop on your flip-flops, pour yourself an icy cold glass of lemonade. We are conjuring up sand, sea, surf, summer fun, and a big heaping of beach babe fashion with a side dish of sustainability. Please meet the high priestess of endless summer, Hilary Starderoy. Hilary is the creative force behind the sustainable fashion line Royal Native, a line of ultra-chic, ultra-upcycled, one-of-a-kind pieces and accessories made from vintage textiles. Think cozy, colorful jackets, flirty dresses, boho overalls, beach bags, and more. You may have seen Hillary in Royal Native on her sun-soaked Instagram, in Hamptons Magazine, or at pop-ups at Veronica Beard. Or perhaps you're just meeting her today. Any which way, you and I are in for a treat. Let's talk summer sun-kissed fashion. Welcome, Hillary. Thank you, Katie. I'm so excited to be here. I am really excited. Um, this is, you know, dropping in July. We're right in the midst of summer. I've been following you, Royal Native, and your chic, fabulous, beachy, fun fashion, and I'm excited to talk about this. Can we start by having you share with our listeners when and why you launched Royal Native? Yes, of course. So I launched Royal Native in 2013. Um, so this summer is my 10 year anniversary. And I basically had taken a little break from fashion um, when I had my two kids. And I had worked in fashion prior for about, um, I'd say, 13 years and doing everything from fashion styling to working for Diane von Furstenberg. And um, I just kept feeling like I needed to make something. And I started with just a pair of shorts and, um, you know, I made a sample. I, um, I ended up having a lot of contacts from my fashion days and, um, it was super awesome. Everyone was very helpful, um, gave me names of places and factories and the whole thing. And I made a pair of shorts and I took some photos and I launched a website thinking that everyone was going to just go on the website and buy them. And that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just kind of stuck with it. I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I learned so much. And here we are 10 years later and I, um, I have my own shop and I am just having such a good time with it. I bet. Well, so congratulations I on a 10 year anniversary because, it, you know, there's a lot of work between one pair of shorts, 10 years later, a physical store. I want to get into all of it. But I, I want to start by asking you, I know you work across a range of textiles, you know, wax fabric, vintage textiles, vintage towels are a really big staple. Uh, sustainable fashion and upcycling is now super buzzy, but it wasn't when you started 10 years ago. So what what was sort of the aha moment that made you start to design with vintage? Well, um, I have always loved textiles. I have collected, uh, I've actually collected vintage beach towels for a very long time, even before I started Royal Native. So um, I guess I started using them in 2020 uh, when my factory shut down and my, um, you know, all of the fabric shop shut down. And I was like, you know what? I, I still wanted to make things and I was doing tie dye at home, like, almost all of us were. And I had my local tailor make the same pair of shorts that I'd started my business with in a towel. And I posted them on my Instagram. And it was like, I just, I don't know, I made 10 pairs and they flew off the shelves. 
let's say. Um, and I just kept going with that. And it was like, I really had this aha moment um, when I started with the towels because I really had been doing so much research on uh, how the fashion industry is so uh, bad for the environment. And, you know, um, I just wanted to take something that already existed in the world that I saw beauty in and turn it into something that people could wear with a new life. And that's really how it started. I love that. The, I, um, I love yeah. that, that you had the, these towels. You know, it, it's such a great pandemic story because we all sort of made you with what we had in our homes to do anything. And, you know, I've been on your Instagram, you know, preparing for this and I saw you post it. I, I hope all of our listeners are going to go check out at, at Royal Native just so they can see what we're talking about. And we're going to try to describe them to you because Hillary's products are so eye catching. You know, it's like a Crayola crayon box of yummy colors and imagery. And on your uh, recent Instagram, you shared a picture of one of the beach um, jackets that's hanging in your store window. And it's got a Coca-Cola um, logo on the back because it came off of a Coca-Cola towel. And they're just so super fun. Um, so maybe as a sort of starting point, could you describe with our listeners what your product line is? You know, I know it's jackets, it's it's uh, pullovers. And what do these these towels sort of look like? Okay, so first off, I just wanted to say that my Instagram is at the Royal Native. Just Ooh, so that, yes, um, very important. The Royal Native. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, and I really don't discriminate whether it's a vintage YSL towel, super fancy, or um, a towel, a beach towel, an old beach towel, um, or uh, your grandmother's bathroom towel. I love all towels. So uh, I have actually befriended many vintage dealers across the country, sometimes even out of the country. And they send me photos of towels. Um, I try to buy them in bulk, although that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I spot a towel on eBay or Etsy and I grab it. And I turn them into, um, yes, my best-selling item is the Chica jacket, which is a very um, easy-to-wear kind of little um, throw over a bathing suit or a pair of jeans, and you can really get so much use out of it. Um, I also use vintage sheets and vintage tablecloths and vintage, um, just really like uh, I've used a vintage sarong before from Indonesia. So it's really just, um, I, I don't do a lot of styles per season. I do maybe two or three new pieces, new styles per season, and then the basics. So I always go back to the classics because what I find is um, if they work, they work and people love them and they've almost become collectors of um, a style that they like. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's these, the Chica Jacks are these sort of short crop little jackets and you've got these adorable beach shorts and this, the Baja pullover. And I see that you've got this line of like really fun flirty sundresses now. And I noticed on your website that you call uh, Royal Native products future nostalgia, which I absolutely love how you marry these ideas because your products and design feel very modern, but they're rooted in the past. I, I get a huge 70s vibe from it. And when I look at your Instagram and the clothes, it feels like maybe what a young Ali McGraw would wear, you know, if she traded her corduroys for beach clothes. So is there a particular era that informs your fashion sensibility for both Royal Native and for yourself? Um, so actually, I I love vintage, all vintage. Um, I really try to stick with silhouettes from the 60s to the 90s, I would say. That's really where my sensibilities lie. Um, 
I grew up in the 90s. I was in high school and college in the 90s. So a lot of times I will look to like vintage photos of the supermodels when they're not, um, you know, when they're just dressed like street photos. And um, but I always love Slim Aaron's photos and uh, travel, you know, when when um, they would just capture these people in their natural element. And it was so, so glamorous and it felt so um, like such a such a moment in time. We're heading into a quick break, Hillary. But when we come back, I want to talk about how you transitioned from being a sort of a virtual line to your physical store. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, would you use it to head to yoga, take a nap, read a book, hang with a friend, maybe start a podcast? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. I know I do. I have three kids, two jobs, one puppy, and to be honest, a zillion things on my want to get to list. Here's what I've learned. The best way to squeeze something special into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your busy schedule. Getting started is so easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash a certain age today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash a certain age. We're back from the break. Uh, Hillary, you launched your line when you were in your mid-30s 10 years ago. I know that you're in your mid-40s now. You just opened your first physical store, which is an amazing evolution. Uh, people have been saying retail, though, is dead for years, you know, but you are betting on IRL. I'm wondering what role, if any, did getting to midlife play in your willingness to take a risk on opening up your own shop? Definitely. Um, when I hit my 40s, I just felt this immense sense of freedom. Um, I My kids were getting a little older and I just felt so much bolder In I kind of stopped caring what people thought about what I did. Um, my imposter syndrome started to melt away, which actually, <laughs> cut, it kind of just happened recently where, um, and I just said, you know what? Um, I'm going to do this. I've been wanting to have a store since I'm 16 years old. So it's been 30 years coming. And um, I just knew that after the pandemic, that people were interested in getting back out there. They wanted an experience. Um, when I opened the shop, I asked my friend Nina, who is a vintage home um, home goods uh, dealer, her Instagram is at the thriftocrat and she is ultra talented. She's a lot younger than me and our aesthetic is so well meshed and it's nice to have all of the different elements in my shop. Um, and I just knew that after the pandemic, I had to bring it like really bring it to the table. So it's definitely not your typical shop. Um, it's a lot more than that. So um, I love that you're working in this sort of multi-generational fashion with, you know, uh, with that somebody who's younger than you and you're pulling her products into your store. Um, wh- what makes the store different? Is, it, is, is the combination of products? You, 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 know, tell, you said you, you wanted something that didn't feel like a regular store. Tell us what's different about Royal Native. 
Yeah. So it's very much an experience to come in here. Um, one of the things that's really great about it is that I want people to feel like they're kind of in someone's living room. And because we sell, I'd say 90% vintage or upcycled vintage clothing, um, the things are always changing and we're not bringing in the same things. So it's always a new experience coming in. And also I really feel that um, I draw people who are kind of interested in something different in a new way of doing things. So when I host a pop-up, it's not just here's some jewelry, come in and shop. It's more um, I'm hosting women who create things, who have a different viewpoint on um, how to do business. Um, I hosted my friend who is also my photographer and she did mini portrait sessions. We're going to do a sound bath um, pop-up. We're going to do um, a tie-dye. Like everything has to be interactive because when people come in here, they feel comfortable, they feel at home. And that's definitely something that I've come upon in um, in my 40s is just really just, I've been attracting really amazing women and and men into yeah. my it's so yeah. fun to have collaborators but it's also so yeah. fun to get to midlife and just say you know what i'm i launched the store that i that's been my dream uh it's mm -hmm. gonna be exactly how i want it i'm gonna mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna feel i work for myself and i'm like creating my own vision so for listeners who are thinking you know i would love to launch my own physical store um what what would be one or two learnings that you can share? I know that you sort of soft launched by doing pop-ups in Veronica Beard, which is obviously a super uber successful um clothing line and brand. Was it helpful to do uh pop-ups as a starting point? Uh what did you learn about launching a store that you could share with our listeners? So actually, I that was really um far into my business before that. And actually right before that I shared, I rented space in the shoe store that is literally right next door to my shop. And I was there for three and a half years. So it really was great for me to be there, to be in this neighborhood, which is, um, down the, it's basically five minutes away from my home. Um, and I got to know local customers and I just finally was like, I'm ready to have my own space where I can do this my way. And prior to that, I had run a lot of shops. I opened Stephen Allen shops in LA in 2008. Before that, I managed the Diane von Furstenberg shop in the West Village. So I had, I've had a lot of retail experience, but I also did buying for a local um, little general store. So I've had a lot of um, experience doing buying and curating and connecting with um, other small brands. So I was really ready to do this. That makes so much sense to, to take sort of the experience that you had and, and to create your own thing. So, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur and a business you know, owner yourself, what have been some of the challenges that you've experienced? Um, I really, you know, I guess just being a Virgo and my partner's a Virgo too, and we're both very into astrology. So um, we're very we like everything to be perfect and a certain way. And that is something that I have noticed since I've become, you know, I'm turning 46 in September. Um, I've let go of a lot of that. And I feel like letting go of the perfectionism and having to have things be a, a specific way, it just opens up. Uh, it The universe just brings you exactly what you need. So I think just letting go of that 
feeling like everything has to be a certain way um, for it to be great is is something that I've learned and something that I've accepted. And it's really opened me up for amazing things. I am a recovering perfectionist myself, so I can <laughs> completely relate to this. You know, when you let perfectionism go, um, there's just so much more. You like open up yourself up to peace and new oppor- you know, opportunities. And I feel like I just like I get more shit done, quite honestly. Yes. Like, you know, I can move through things faster. Um, it's not that I don't care, but I recognize that like 85% sometimes is good enough. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, you don't yes. have to. And so, um, so that's, that sounds like something you've let go of, perfectionism. What is something that you've added to your life in midlife, either through your entrepreneur you know, journey or simply just by aging? So actually, it's so interesting that you asked that question because this morning in my meditation, I was thinking, I really want to talk about my meditation today. With Katie, because I, um, I began, I started working with a meditation teacher last October and I speak to him every 40 days and it has changed my life. I meditate every day. Um, I, he gives me a mantra and a frequency to listen to and a little breath work. And it is something that is a non-negotiable for me. And it has, it has literally changed my life. And for somebody who I, I'm a very spiritual person, not religious per se, but my grandmother was the same and she meditated every day and I always wanted to do it, but I could never, I could never get it. Um, I, I just would always avoid it, I guess. And working with my meditation teacher has, it's just changed my life. Everything has started to flow and I could not recommend this practice more. You are you. You've got me so intrigued because you are not the first guest to come on to talk about the power of meditation. And every time somebody says meditation, my monkey mind starts like <laughs> hopping around, and I'm like, I yeah. love yoga, but I don't know. You know, my brain doesn't feel like it cooperates sometimes. So, how did you? You know, do you? How long do you meditate every day? Is it something that you are guide? It sounds like your your coach helps you with mantras, but are, do you listen to something? Do you just quiet your mind? How does it walk us through it a little bit? Sure. So um, the one thing that I think that is a misconception about meditation is that you have to do it right, is that there's only one way to do it and that you're supposed to think of nothing and it's supposed to be very quiet and that's not really how it works. So um, Tony gives me a, we talk, so it's almost like a therapy session every 40, every 40 ish days. And he um, listens to what what's going on in my life and he gets a feeling of this is what Hillary needs. And he gives me a mantra, which I have a mala, which is um, a a bead, 108 beads. And you kind of do the mantra 108 times and you count the beads with your thumb. And then um, there's a frequency to listen to um, that's on Spotify. And it's, it's different all the time. It connects with a different chakra. So it depends. Like this month, I'm working, I believe, on my heart chakra. Um, and some breath work. And I've moved up so that my whole meditation probably takes about 25 minutes. And um, the whole time, I mean, some some days I go completely inward and I'm not thinking of a lot. Other days I cannot sit still. I am thinking of my to-do list. I am kind of freaking out and it's all good. And that's basically, yeah, it's it's just... No, that that is what has helped me with my perfectionism. Really. Absolutely. I, I'm, you know, I'm taking this on. I'm like committing to myself to try this because I've heard so many people speak about it as such a, a source of like peace and energy and um, 
well-being. I'm so I, I'm newly inspired to give it a try. And the fact that you don't have to be perfect at it and that you can do it in different ways definitely appeals to me. Um, do you, are you doing this like on the beach or are you doing this at home? Is it, a, is it an outdoor thing for you? No. So this actually happens in my attic, which we turned our attic into my walk-in closet um, <laughs> two years ago. And it I love is, it. It's it's a great space. It's full of all happy, you know, Royal Native pieces and vintage pieces. And so sometimes I'll open my eyes and I'll look around and I just am very happy up there. But it's in my attic and I just have a little altar. It's a little table that I found on the side of the road with some candles and some crystals and some photographs. And, um, and that's it. It sounds absolutely amazing. It sounds amazing. And I would love if you wouldn't mind after we get off, if you could share Tony and maybe the Spotify um, channel that you listen to for your med- meditation. I'd love to put those into the show notes because I'm sure listeners are intrigued as well. Yes. I mean, I, I will share Tony's information, but the frequency changes all the time. So it's not really like a channel. Gotcha. Um, but I will, I will give you an example of what it is so that you can share it. Perfect. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Hillary. I'm, I'm excited to get us a try myself. Um, <laughs> so Hillary, switching gears for a minute. I recently had this really hilarious writer and author, uh, Laura Belgray, on the podcast. She wrote a very buzzy and hot new book called Tough Titties. And I know you will absolutely love the, co- the cover because it's got a real 70s vibe. It's got like that like a almost like a Dr. Pepper logo type, um, you know, with a big fat 70s font. And it's <laughs> super cool. But on the show, at the show, she and in the book, she talks about being a late bloomer. And she's, you know, achieved, you know, success now. She's got a great new book out. Um, so she often gets asked about what it's like to achieve success in midlife. And she shared something that I absolutely love, which was it took what it took. You know, it took exactly what it took to get to where I am today. And where I'm doing the thing I'm meant to be doing. And I absolutely adore that because I feel like for me, it took what it took to launch this podcast. I did it 35 days before I turned 51 because I had it on my list to do by 50, you know, during my 50th year. And I was like, holy crap, I'm running out of time, you know. And then I <laughs> I launched it. Like I like I literally like recorded six shows and then told everyone I knew I was launching a podcast. And I am a true believer for myself and from the women that come on the show that there's no one magic age to do anything And that when you start to do whatever it is that you're doing that lights you up, you know, you are right on time. Um, And before we move into our speed round in a few minutes, I would love to hear what your take on this is. You know, do you believe in like a magic age? Do you feel like you're right on time? What's your attitude about age and aging? Um, It's so funny because I was just taking a photo of tough titties. It's in my local bookstore. Oh, you're cute. You are going to love it. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to go and get it after this. So I I took a picture for you because I wanted to show you that I was going to buy the book after listening. Isn't it a a great cover? It is. It's a great cover. And I forgot to text you the the photo of it, but I will after this. So I love it. um, I could not, I could not agree more with that sentiment. Um, I love aging. I think it is a an absolute honor and privilege to get to wake up every day and be a day older. And I feel so powerful and so much more myself. Um, I just had so many insecurities when I was younger and I always was worried about what people thought of me. And um, I just, you know, I didn't, there were so many things that I didn't do because I was worried about what someone else was going to think. And now my biggest joy is getting to inspire other women, especially um, women who are younger than me, or even not even women who are older than me and be like, if I can do it, you can do it. 
Like we are all meant to do something. And I swear, sometimes I will just stare at a pile of a stack of vintage towels and be like, I don't know why, but this is my calling. This is what I'm meant to do. I, I don't know why towels, but I just know that (laughs) (laughs) I, I like, I just love them. I love, um, I love anything with a story and that is why I'm so happy to be on on your podcast because I love other women's stories and I love hearing um you know we're all different and we're all meant to do something and I just feel very inspired every day. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we just need to get out of our own way because I mm. you know I was nodding my head when you were talking about you know not saying yes to things sometimes when we were younger because we sort of felt like you know, the imposter syndrome where we felt like, you know, why me? And, you know, you get to a certain age and you think, why not me? You know, why not do the thing that I'm excited about that's lighting me up? And I 100% agree that when we share our stories, we get other women excited as well. I've experienced that myself. I hear from listeners on the podcast that they've been inspired. I've had listeners reach out to me to say they've launched businesses after hearing another woman every single Monday who is knocking it out of the midlife park and and doing what they're meant to be doing. And I love that you have also breathed new life into um, these gorgeous towels. I mean, everyone needs to go look at Hillary's Instagram. I'm going to say it correctly this time at the Royal (laughs) Native, because it is this sort of sun soaked, sun kissed, um, just joy of life, of beach, of wanderlust. It's got a whole vibe. And you know, I have a 22-year-old daughter who's an enormous thrifter. Um, she's not yet a good upcycler because she, you know, is not handy with a needle. But she really believes in uh, – she's also a marine scientist. She she cares about the ocean. She cares about the plastic and the pollution that's in it. She cares about leaving a lighter footprint on the planet. And um, there's so much beauty and value in the the products that exist in the world already, and I love that you are breathing new life into them and are creating your own your own magic with Royal Native. So if anyone's on the Long Island area, you should definitely visit Hillary's gorgeous store. But you can see her products on Instagram and on her virtual shop. So yes, uh, go go. I go, just go, wanted go. to say yes. really quick. Go. I do, I do not sew the things myself. I just wanted to put that out there. Everything is sewn in a New York City factory, a small factory. I've been using the same factory for 10 years. So your daughter can also make a business out of just thrifting like my partner does. She takes old things and arranges them and makes them look absolutely beautiful without doing one bit of work to them. That's such um, a good point. So, you don't have to do yeah. everything. And this is a good point for anyone who's listening. Like, you don't have to do everything yourself. Hillary had a vision yes. for what she wanted the clothes to look like based on what she loves about these towels, but somebody else does it. And I think that's, you know, I mean, Dave Goldberg, who's joining Hillary and I today, is the sound engineer on the show. I don't have to actually do everything myself. You can work with people. You can work with talented vendors and creatives who can help you make your dream a reality. So that's another excellent piece of advice, Hillary which I love that you shared. Like, don't be afraid to partner with people that can help you make your dream a reality. Yes. And one more thing before before we end is that I wanted to say that I truly believe that collaboration, not competition, is the key to happiness and success. Because so many um, 
people just feel like there's not enough room and there's not enough money and there's not enough space for all of us to be successful. And that is just simply not true. A hundred percent. I love that you share that. My, I, I think I've said this a couple of times in the show before. I don't know, but, but I, I say it a lot at home and drives my kids crazy, which is that there's enough <laughs> sunshine for everyone. And I believe that, you know, they're like, there's the sunshine is not a finite resource, right? A success and creativity is not finite. Just because somebody else is doing something amazing doesn't mean there's not room for you, your voice, your ideas, your products, whatever. So I love it. I love that, Hillary. Thank you for sharing that. All right. We are moving Thanks. into our speed round because our, our time is drawing to a close. This is just kind of a quick, you know, high energy one to two word answers for stuff. And it's a fun way to end. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do this. Okay. I wear this royal native item on repeat. A chica jacket. I'd say five times a week. Nice. Royal native items are one of a kind. I'm still thinking about this item that was sold and is living in somebody else's closet. Um, pretty much everything I sell, I still think about. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, drat, another good one gone. Uh, but you know what? I actually know I keep track in my head of what customers have what. So if I get like a towel that matches, I'll make them something to, to go with it. So. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you describe Royal Native as future nostalgia. What's something that's past nostalgia that you miss? So the thing that I miss the most is pre-iPhones, uh, pre-iPhone life. I, I just miss the um, not everyone seeing and knowing everything that you are wearing and doing and having to do a little hunt to find things. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all sometimes we, we love our phones, but we also miss not you know life before them. Uh, exactly. Your brand is Sand Surf Summer Fun. What's on your summer fun bucket list? So I am headed to Portugal at the end of July for a yoga retreat, actually with my meditation teacher, um, and I'm very excited for it. And I will be dressed head to toe royal native the whole time. Take me with you. Oh, my God. I, Portugal is on my bucket list. I'm super, super jealous. Have an amazing time. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Beach or pool? Um, pool to lay out and read. Beach to walk and um, my mind. Nice. So this is, I might know the answer to this one. It's surf or sunbathing? Sunbathing. Bikini or one piece? Both. I, I actually sell swim in my shop and I am on rotation with that. However, I do wear full pieces as bodysuits now under the chica and it's very cute. Nice. Uh, I know you make vintage towel beach bags. What's always in your beach bag? Books, for sure. Um, something to drink, water, um, lip gloss, and sunglasses. Nice. Soon you're going to have tough titties in that, in that, that book, uh, that beach bag. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. This lifestyle hack keeps me sane. Um, not drinking alcohol and meditation. Nice. Finally, what's your one-word answer to complete the sentence? As I age, I feel. More myself. Love it. Oh, thank you, Hillary. This was so much fun. I really, I, I love your products. I love your Instagram. And I so enjoy the chance to, you know, talk with you and learn more about you and Royal Native. Uh, before we say goodbye, though, how can our listeners find you, learn about your store and find Royal Native? 
So you can find me on Instagram um, at the Royal Native. I have a website that is also theroyalnative.com. My shop is in Locust Valley, New York at 27 Forest Avenue. And I answer all my DMs myself. Um, I even give out my phone number to customers. So I'm very reachable. And I'd love to speak with all of you. And Katie, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. I loved it. Thank you, Hillary. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Want more of A Certain Age? Sign up for our newsletter, Age Boldly, over on our website, acertainagepod.com, or follow us on Instagram at acertainagepod. We share bonus content, giveaways, links, and midlife resources. Come hang out. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, keep aging boldly, beauties. Beauties.